Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Declan, and I just got out of college. On the morning of my very first job interview, I was super nervous. My knees were trembling. Somehow, I got through the whole process, and here I am, ready to go into the real world with a paying job. Only... One thing hasn't changed. I'm still super nervous and anxious as heck. But what I keep telling myself is that my family depends on me. I'm the first one in my family to even make it past high school. And I feel like it's my duty to help them get out of living in poverty. I owe them at least that. After all, my parents worked their whole lives to pay for my studies. And my brothers and sisters had always been there to support me. On my first day of work, I put on my nicest shirt, shined my shoes until I could see my reflection on it, and brushed my teeth three times just for good measure. I was so nervous as I sat during the orientation that I began to feel... Uh, weird. I was giddy and antsy and clumsy. So when my new boss came over to shake my hand, I stood up too fast. She was bending over to greet me, not expecting me to stand. My head met her face and she stumbled backwards. I panicked. Who headbutts their boss on their first day of work? So I grabbed her by the back and pulled her towards me, making sure she didn't stumble further and fall on the floor. Instead, I pulled too hard. In one moment, my boss was falling. The very next, her lips were on mine. Everyone around us gasped. My boss didn't even pull away. She just looked at me and batted her eyelashes. My, my. Nice to meet you too, Declan. Oh, I was so flustered. I just stumbled over my words. I, uh, Miss, uh, I, I'm so sorry, uh, Miss Garrick. I didn't, I didn't mean to, uh, please don't fire me. Why would I fire you? For a kiss? 
I enjoyed it. And call me Catherine. Miss Garrick makes me sound old. I don't look old, do I? No, 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 Miss Catherine, I must say, I've never greeted someone with a full-on kiss on the lips before. Way to make an impression. But, see, I'm a lady. I don't kiss before the first date. And now, you owe me. Owe you? Miss? I mean, uh, Catherine? A date, of course. 5 p.m. A car will be waiting for you outside. And so... Yeah, that was my first day of work. I kind of became an instant hero. Everybody was talking about the newbie who accidentally kissed the boss and got a date. (laughs) I was so jittery, though. I'd never been on a date before. And I was going on one with my boss. As promised... There was a car waiting for me as soon as I clocked out for the day. And it wasn't just some car. It was a limo! The limo took me downtown, and when it stopped, the driver opened the door for me and called me Sir. It was a really weird sensation. The hostess at the restaurant greeted me with a smile. We've been expecting you. Declan, right? I nodded. Then, a waitress took my jacket and led me through the dining room. Up to the very back, where only VIPs got to sit. Another waiter pulled my chair up for me and put a napkin on my lap. I was living like a king! I was used to people shooing me away because we were so poor. But now... Now, people were serving me! I promised myself I would work really hard to afford that life. Sitting across from me was Catherine all dressed up and looking like those beautiful ladies in magazines. Do you have a girlfriend, Declan? Uh, no, miss. Uh, I I mean, Catherine, I figured as much. I've never had one. Never? Uh, Yes, ma'am. That's a disgrace. You need to get a girlfriend. But, hmm, as much as I would like to keep you for myself, I actually invited you over here for my daughter. Your... your daughter? Yes, here she is now. And in walked Emily. She looked exactly like a younger version of her mom. And you could easily mistake them for sisters. Over the next few weeks, Emily and I went on a few dates. Not really my idea. Catherine really, really wanted me to date her daughter. She even hinted that I should propose. And I didn't understand why. It's not that Emily wasn't pretty or nice. I just felt uncomfortable dating my boss's daughter. But Catherine made me a deal. She said if I made Emily my girlfriend, she would promote me to being her assistant. So, thinking about being able to help my family more, I said yes. People at work were starting to hate me because of all the favors I was getting. One guy in particular was Emily's ex, Darren. He dumped her a year ago, but now that she's seeing someone else, he wants her back. 
Not only that, Darren had been eyeing my position for years. And when I got the girl and the promotion, Darren took out his frustrations on me. Darren would pull these little pranks. He would hide my lunch or put glue on my chair. I ignored all that. But then, things began to escalate. He started stealing things from me. He stole some pens, my mouse pad, a bracelet that I bought to surprise Emily with, and even took my favorite coffee mug. Some days, I would find my car vandalized. I was still very understanding. I didn't let it get to me. But then, one day, I saw something I couldn't ignore. I saw Darren stealing everyone's sales. See, our job is based on commission. The more deals we close, the more we earn. Every customer who comes in gets referred to an agent. But Darren made it look like he made all the sales that day. He did it again the next day. And so I confronted him about it. What are you going to do about it, huh? Tell your girlfriend's mom? Go run to mommy, Declan! <sighs> Some people laughed, but I reminded them that Darren had been stealing from them, too. Tell corporate for all I care. You'll never prove it was me. And he was right. We had no proof. We did try to complain to corporate. Catherine even backed us up. But they didn't believe us. So, I devised a plan with my co-workers. Darren stole thousands of dollars of commission from us. It was only right that he lost something worth that. So, during lunch, we snuck out into the car park. Sally went to buy nails at the nearby hardware store. Roger ran to the garden center to get sand. And Mimi took all the sugar we had from the office cafeteria. Sally stuck in the nails in the wheels of Darren's car. Roger and Mimi poured sand and sugar in his tank. And I wrote THIEF about a hundred times all over his car with a sharpie. I was actually feeling pretty good about it. I felt satisfied. Until... The very next morning, when I got called into Catherine's office. And there was the VP of the company. And he was scolding my boss. Catherine, I told you to keep an eye out for my son. And now look at what's happened. I demand you fire this boy immediately. Uh, huh? No wonder they never believed a word we said. Because Darren's the son of the VP. I was fired that day, and no amount of explanation helped. Not even Catherine was able to do anything about it. She took me outside and apologized. I told her it wasn't her fault, and she told me the real reason why she wanted me to date Emily so bad. It was because she hated the VP and how corrupt he was. She didn't want Darren to get back together with Emily because if they got married, Darren's father could easily blackmail her by using her daughter. Of course, now that you know the truth, you don't have to keep seeing my daughter. You kept your word, but I wasn't able to protect you. Catherine, why would I ever leave Emily? What? Uh, what? I love her. At first, I was hesitant. At first, I was just doing it for the job. But your daughter, 
She's amazing. She makes me laugh. She's beautiful. She's smart. Who wouldn't want to be with her? Why would I leave her? In fact, I should be worried about her leaving me, now that I'm unemployed. We heard someone laugh and we turned around. We didn't see Darren had been listening to us the whole time. <laughs> uh, uh, who's laughing now, you homewrecking pleb? Go back to the trailer park where you belong. Nobody wrecked your home, Darren. Emily doesn't want to be with you anymore because all you do is play Fortnite in your pajamas at your mother's basement. Everyone laughed at that. Pfft, whatever, welfare kid. Shut up and go home. You're trespassing on private property. You don't work here anymore. I said goodbye to my friends and accepted defeat. I figured I was better off somewhere else anyway. But my friends surprised me. They railed around me. They said if they fired me, they would all walk, leaving the entire place with just Darren and his two friends. Even Catherine threatened to leave. Darren's dad called her bluff. And we called his. The next day, nobody turned up for work. And Darren and his friends were swamped. Hundreds of complaints were called into corporate. And it got so bad that the CEO herself flew down to see why we were on strike. And that... That was when we finally got justice. The CEO learned what happened. We told her that Darren had been stealing our commissions and that his dad covered it up and tried to fire us. As a result, Darren and his dad were fired immediately. The CEO also reinstated me. And not only that, she promoted me to manager. Catherine's old job. Because Catherine was now the VP replacing Darren's dad. That all happened in front of Darren. He looked so furious that a simple poor guy like me ended up getting everything he always wanted. But you know what? I felt he deserved a bit more suffering. So, to rub it in his face, I got down on my knees and took Emily's hand in mine. I took out a ring that I had been hiding for the past two weeks. Emily, I know it hasn't been very long, but in this short span of time, you've shown me how beautiful, kind, and loving you are. And I don't ever want to live in a world where I don't have you by my side. Emily, with your mom's blessing, will you marry me? Catherine was so excited. She jumped up and down and rushed to hug me. I welcomed her hug, thinking she'd move her head to the side. She didn't. And once again, Catherine and I were kissing accidentally. Behind her, Emily put her hands on her hips and looked very much annoyed. Mom! That's my man! Hmph! <sighs> Catherine wiped her lips and smiled with guilt. I guess that means she says yes. And as the guards escorted Darren and his father off the building, Catherine, Emily, and I shared a toast with our friends and co-workers. Hi, I'm Declan, and I just got out of college. On the morning of my very first job interview, I was super nervous. My knees were trembling. Somehow, I got through the whole process, and here I am, ready to go into the real world with a paying job. Only, one thing hasn't changed. 
I'm still super nervous and anxious as heck. But what I keep telling myself is that my family depends on me. I'm the first one in my family to even make it past high school. And I feel like it's my duty to help them get out of living in poverty. I owe them at least that. After all, my parents worked their whole lives to pay for my studies. And my brothers and sisters had always been there to support me. On my first day of work, I put on my nicest shirt, shined my shoes until I could see my reflection on it, and brushed my teeth three times just for good measure. I was so nervous as I sat during the orientation that I began to feel... Uh, weird. I was giddy and antsy and clumsy. So when my new boss came over to shake my hand, I stood up too fast. She was bending over to greet me, not expecting me to stand. My head met her face and she stumbled backwards. I panicked. Who headbutts their boss on their first day of work? So I grabbed her by the back and pulled her towards me, making sure she didn't stumble further and fall on the floor. Instead, I pulled too hard. In one moment, my boss was falling. The very next, her lips were on mine. Everyone around us gasped. My boss didn't even pull away. She just looked at me and batted her eyelashes. My, my. Nice to meet you too, Declan. Oh, I was so flustered. I just stumbled over my words. I, uh, Miss... Uh, I, I'm so sorry, uh, Miss Garrick. I didn't... I didn't mean to, uh... Please don't fire me! Why would I fire you? For a kiss? I enjoyed it! And call me Catherine. Miss Garrick makes me sound old. I don't look old, do I? No, 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 Miss Catherine, I must say, I've never greeted someone with a full-on kiss on the lips before. Way to make an impression. But, see, I'm a lady. I don't kiss before the first date. And now, you owe me. Owe you? Miss? I mean, Catherine? A date, of course. 5 p.m. A car will be waiting for you outside. And so, yeah, that was my first day of work. I kind of became an instant hero. Everybody was talking about the newbie who accidentally kissed the boss and got a date. (laughs) I was so jittery, though. I'd never been on a date before. And I was going on one with my boss. As promised. There was a car waiting for me as soon as I clocked out for the day. And it wasn't just some car. It was a limo! The limo took me downtown, and when it stopped, the driver opened the door for me and called me Sir. It was a really weird sensation. The hostess at the restaurant greeted me with a smile. We've been expecting you. Declan, right? I nodded. Then, a waitress took my jacket and led me through the dining room. Up to the very back where only VIPs got to sit. Another waiter pulled my chair up for me and put a napkin on my lap. I was living like a king! I was used to people shooing me away because we were so poor. But now... Now, people were serving me! I promised myself I would work really hard to afford that life. Sitting across from me was Catherine, 
all dressed up and looking like those beautiful ladies in magazines. Do you have a girlfriend, Declan? Uh, no, miss. Uh, I mean, Catherine, I figured as much. I've never had one. Never? Uh, yes, ma'am. That's a disgrace! You need to get a girlfriend! But... Hmm... As much as I would like to keep you for myself, I actually invited you over here for my daughter. Your... Your... Daughter? Yes, here she is now. And in walked Emily. She looked exactly like a younger version of her mom. And you could easily mistake them for sisters. Over the next few weeks, Emily and I went on a few dates. Not really my idea. Catherine really, really wanted me to date her daughter. She even hinted that I should propose. And I didn't understand why. It's not that Emily wasn't pretty or nice. I just felt uncomfortable dating my boss's daughter. But Catherine made me a deal. She said if I made Emily my girlfriend, she would promote me to being her assistant. So, thinking about being able to help my family more, I said yes. People at work were starting to hate me because of all the favors I was getting. One guy in particular was Emily's ex, Darren. He dumped her a year ago, but now that she's seeing someone else, he wants her back. Not only that, Darren had been eyeing my position for years. And when I got the girl and the promotion, Darren took out his frustrations on me. Darren would pull these little pranks. He would hide my lunch or put glue on my chair. I ignored all that. But then, things began to escalate. He started stealing things from me. He stole some pens, my mouse pad, a bracelet that I bought to surprise Emily with, and even took my favorite coffee mug. Some days, I would find my car vandalized. I was still very understanding. I didn't let it get to me. But then, one day, I saw something I couldn't ignore. I saw Darren stealing everyone's sales. See... Our job is based on commission. The more deals we close, the more we earn. Every customer who comes in gets referred to an agent. But Darren made it look like he made all the sales that day. He did it again the next day. And so I confronted him about it. What are you going to do about it, huh? Tell your girlfriend's mom? Go run to mommy, Declan! <laughs> Some people laughed. But I reminded them that Darren had been stealing from them, too. Tell corporate for all I care. You'll never prove it was me. And he was right. We had no proof. We did try to complain to corporate. Catherine even backed us up. But they didn't believe us. So, I devised a plan with my co-workers. Darren stole thousands of dollars of commission from us. It was only right that he lost something worth that. So, during lunch, we snuck out into the car park. Sally went to buy nails at the nearby hardware store. Roger ran to the garden center to get sand. And Mimi took all the sugar we had from the office cafeteria. 
Sally stuck in the nails in the wheels of Darren's car. Roger and Mimi poured sand and sugar in his tank, and I wrote THIEF about a hundred times all over his car with a sharpie. I was actually feeling pretty good about it. I felt satisfied. Until the very next morning when I got called into Catherine's office. And there was the VP of the company, and he was scolding my boss. Catherine, I told you to keep an eye out for my son. And now look at what's happened. I demand you fire this boy immediately. Huh? No wonder they never believed a word we said. Because Darren's the son of the VP. I was fired that day, and no amount of explanation helped. Not even Catherine was able to do anything about it. She took me outside and apologized. I told her it wasn't her fault. And she told me the real reason why she wanted me to date Emily so bad. It was because she hated the VP and how corrupt he was. She didn't want Darren to get back together with Emily because if they got married, Darren's father could easily blackmail her by using her daughter. Of course, now that you know the truth... You don't have to keep seeing my daughter. You kept your word, but I wasn't able to protect you. Catherine, why would I ever leave Emily? What? Uh, what? I love her. At first, I was hesitant. At first, I was just doing it for the job. But your daughter... She's amazing. She makes me laugh. She's beautiful. She's smart. Who wouldn't want to be with her? Why would I leave her? In fact, I should be worried about her leaving me, now that I'm unemployed. We heard someone laugh and we turned around. We didn't see Darren had been listening to us the whole time. <laughs> uh, uh, who's laughing now, you homewrecking pleb? Go back to the trailer park where you belong. Nobody wrecked your home, Darren. Emily doesn't want to be with you anymore because all you do is play Fortnite in your pajamas at your mother's basement. Everyone laughed at that. Pfft. Whatever, welfare kid. Shut up and go home. You're trespassing on private property. You don't work here anymore. I said goodbye to my friends and accepted defeat. I figured... I was better off somewhere else anyway. But my friends surprised me. They railed around me. They said if they fired me, they would all walk, leaving the entire place with just Darren and his two friends. Even Catherine threatened to leave. Darren's dad called her bluff. And we called his. The next day, nobody turned up for work. And Darren and his friends were swamped. Hundreds of complaints were called into corporate. And it got so bad that the CEO herself flew down to see why we were on strike. And that... That was when we finally got justice. The CEO learned what happened. We told her that Darren had been stealing our commissions and that his dad covered it up and tried to fire us. As a result, Darren and his dad were fired immediately. The CEO also reinstated me. And not only that, she promoted me to manager. Catherine's old job, because Catherine was now the VP replacing Darren's dad. 
That all happened in front of Darren. He looked so furious that a simple poor guy like me ended up getting everything he always wanted. But you know what? I felt he deserved a bit more suffering. So, to rub it in his face, I got down on my knees and took Emily's hand in mine. I took out a ring that I had been hiding for the past two weeks. Emily, I know it hasn't been very long, but in this short span of time, you've shown me how beautiful, kind, and loving you are. And I don't ever want to live in a world where I don't have you by my side. Emily, with your mom's blessing, will you marry me? Catherine was so excited. She jumped up and down and rushed to hug me. I welcomed her hug, thinking she'd move her head to the side. She didn't. And once again, Catherine and I were kissing accidentally. Behind her, Emily put her hands on her hips and looked very much annoyed. Mom! That's my man! <sighs> Catherine wiped her lips and smiled with guilt. I guess that means she says yes. And as the guards escorted Darren and his father off the building, Catherine, Emily, and I shared a toast with our friends and co-workers. Ever since I was in high school, I wanted to start my own business. The idea of becoming the boss of my own company and managing a group of employees under me really fascinated me. When I told this to my dad, he looked at me as if I had lost my mind. Ethan, just focus on your studies and find a proper job. You already know that we can't afford to invest in some risky business. He shook his head. It's already hard enough to pay for your school. I never asked you to invest, Dad. I told him. I've done some research, and I think I can take out a loan, and... You'll do no such thing! Dad suddenly interrupted me. We're already under a huge debt. Don't make things worse. That was the end of the conversation. It was clear that my family wasn't going to support me in my decision. So, I moved out as soon as I turned 18. I only had a meager amount of savings with me, which I used to rent a small room in a shady part of the city. And obviously, I didn't have money for college, so that was out of the question. But I wasn't going to give up on my dream. I spent about two weeks in my cramped room, forming a business plan and presentation. I was confident about my ideas. Now, I just had to impress the bank manager and take out a loan to get started. I was stopped at the entrance of the bank by the security guard. He measured me from head to toe, narrowing his eyes at my clothes. This isn't a place for homeless people. Eh, go back, he sneered. I excuse me? I glared at him. Is that how you talk to your customers? I'm here for some work. He blocked my way and started arguing with me. Just then, a man wearing a crisp black suit stepped out of the bank. My eyes fell on his ID card. He was the bank manager, Daniel. What's going on? What's all this ruckus? Daniel frowned and then took in my appearance. What's with those filthy clothes? Who allowed you to come here? I was shocked at his tone. Um, I'm sorry, but how does my coming here relate to my clothes? I'm just a regular customer of this bank, and I wanted to take out a loan for my business. I made a detailed proposal and wanted to discuss it with you. Daniel started laughing. <laughs> Are you serious? 
Customer of this bank? I bet you don't even have a single penny in your account! That was true, but he didn't have to humiliate me for it. Who the heck made this rude guy the bank manager? He snatched the papers containing the business details from my hand and tossed them in the dustbin. I froze in my spot, unable to form words. Stop wasting my time! He yawned. This bank is no place for illiterates like you! The security guard started dragging me away from the entrance. My body was trembling with rage. You're going to regret this! I yelled at Daniel. I'll come back again and get you kicked out of here! Then we'll see who's the real illiterate one here! He just rolled his eyes. Yeah, 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 keep dreaming! I got back home and fell into despair. What happened at the bank was something I could never have anticipated. That guy not only insulted me, but also belittled my dreams. I was feeling hopeless and defeated. When my doorbell suddenly rang. That was weird. I never get visitors. I opened to find two women standing in front of me. Um, hi, I'm Jessica. Daniel's wife and this is my daughter, Bella. The older lady introduced while pointing toward her daughter. I crossed my arms across my chest. What? Did Daniel send you to ridicule me further? Go ahead and make fun of my living conditions. I want to see what you come up with. Oh no! Please don't lump me together with that loser. Bella made a face. I'm already ashamed to be related to him. Huh? Was she being serious? We saw everything that happened at the bank, Jessica said sadly. I'm really sorry about Daniel. I must have been really out of my mind when I fell in love with that man. Seriously, Mom? Bella sighed, touching my arm. You should have chosen someone like Ethan. He's so cool and composed, not to mention insanely smart. Jessica smiled. Well, I can always choose him now. My eyes widened. Uh, just what was going on? Both of them started laughing when they saw how puzzled I was. Sorry to confuse you. I was talking about your business proposal. Jessica waved some papers in front of me. Bella and I picked it out from the trash, and it was definitely worth it. This is a genius plan. We're interested in investing. My jaw dropped. Uh, wait, what? You mean you want to fund my startup? Yes, Ethan. Bella nodded, coming closer to me. We really like your ideas. And I think it's going to be successful. If funding is the problem, then leave it to us. Could this day get any more bizarre? First, I was kicked out by the bank manager, and now his wife and daughter wanted to help me? Well, I wasn't complaining. It's not like I had anything to lose, so I thanked them and agreed to their suggestion. And within the next few days, I had my own office in front of the very same bank that had refused my entry. Bella and Jessica may have helped me with it, but I was still very careful not to waste a single penny. My lifestyle hadn't changed. I was surviving on instant noodles and wearing rag-like clothes. Any and every profit that I made from my business was reinvested back into it. Of course, my work didn't go unnoticed by Daniel. Him and his stupid colleagues were obsessed with me. Yeah, obsessed is the right word for it. They couldn't just leave me alone. 
They made it a point to stop by my office every day and make sarcastic comments in front of my clients and customers. Thankfully for me, my clients had brains and didn't pay attention to them. One day, they played a really humiliating prank on me. I came to my office and was bathed with dirty sewage water as soon as I opened the door. I heard loud laughter and looked up to find Daniel and his friends watching me and clicking pictures on their phone. Would you look at that? Is that a new trend among homeless people these days? Daniel sneered. <laughs> your childishness makes me believe that you're back in 8th grade, Daniel. I smirked. Make sure you take your lessons properly this time. Don't want you growing into an illiterate and immature adult again. Daniel fisted his hands, looking embarrassed as his colleagues snickered at him. But how dare you? Do you think you can... Tad, stop this nonsense! Bella came rushing to my side and gasped when she saw my state. Bella? Uh, what are you doing here? Daniel asked in surprise. I'm here to see Ethan, she replied angrily. I can't believe I just witnessed you pulling pranks on a guy who's like half your age. Are you really that insecure? Uh, 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 what? Daniel's eyes flashed. How can you take his side? I'm your dad. I wish you weren't. Bella yelled at him and I felt sorry for her. I glanced around and noticed Jessica standing in a corner and watching everything silently. She seemed to be equally mad, but her eyes were glued onto Bella's hand that was holding mine. Why did she seem... jealous? Maybe I was just imagining things. I see now! You've been using my daughter's kindness for this crappy business of yours! Daniel glared at me. No matter what you do, you'll never be worthy of her! Don't even get any funny ideas in your head! Shut up! You have no right to say that, Bella intervened. Daniel just huffed and walked away, his minions following after him. Bella turned to me with sad eyes. I'm so sorry, Ethan. You don't deserve to be treated this way. It's fine. It's not your fault anyway. You've already done a lot for me, and I'm really grateful. I can't wait until the day I can pay you back. Bella opened her mouth to protest, but was interrupted by Jessica, who came and just hugged me without warning. Whoa! I'm really dirty right now! I exclaimed. I don't care! Let me just have this moment, Ethan! Jessica sobbed. I'm feeling so ashamed on my husband's behalf! Bella pulled her away from me. Mom, are you crazy? Go and talk to your husband if you're that concerned. Leave Ethan alone! Jessica frowned. You're still a kid, Bella. Stay out of this. I watched the two of them in shock as they argued back and forth. Why did it feel like they were competing over me? Whatever. Jessica turned away from Bella and handed me a business card. This is the bank director's contact. He's a really good man. You should talk to him. After she left, Bella grabbed my hand. Ethan? I'm not as influential as my mom, and I can't do much to help you, but I really like you. Will you go out with me? I'd understand if you want to say no. Why would I say no, silly? I smiled and shook my head. I like you too, Bella. And no, it's not because you're helping me or because you're rich. I like you as a person. It'd be a pleasure to date you.
That's how Bella and I started dating. Jessica didn't seem very pleased with this and tried to always cause a rift between us. But I ignored her and focused on my business, which had really taken off within a matter of weeks. I was now rich enough to live in a bungalow, wear branded clothes, and drive a Lambo. People were queuing up in front of my workspace for job interviews. The same bank employees who used to mock me were now jealously eyeing my Lambo. Some even applied for a job in my company, but of course I had no use for jerks like them. Now there was only one thing left to do. Meeting the bank director with a very special business proposal, I entered the bank, only to come face to face with Daniel again. Who lets you in? You won't get any loan from this bank! He shrieked. Security! Throw him out! I'm here to meet the director, I said calmly. This world doesn't revolve around you. Get out of my way. But he didn't listen. Once again, the security guard dragged me out. My employees were enraged to see this and started a massive protest rally right outside the bank. Daniel's face went pale. I bet he wasn't expecting this. The media arrived to cover the protest, and moments later, the director arrived too. He immediately walked up to me and escorted me inside. Daniel was sweating buckets at this point. My meeting with the director was not about getting a loan, but rather, I wanted a stake in the bank. Everything went smoothly, and I was able to sign the deal. Everyone was summoned inside, and the director announced me as the majority shareholder. And so the power to take decisions is with Mr. Ethan, he told everyone. And I almost laughed out loud when I saw Daniel's face. He knew he was doomed. This bank will now work on providing loans to young entrepreneurs. And we want employees who recognize talent. And you? I pointed at Daniel. You're fired. And so are your minions. What? You can't do this, he protested. He can, and he did, Bella said, coming to my side and flaunting her engagement ring to the crowd. What do you think now, Dad? Isn't he very worthy of me? She let out a sarcastic smile. Daniel was speechless. Just then, there was a loud shriek and Jessica emerged from the crowd, looking frustrated and angry. And I'm leaving you, you sorry excuse of a human! She tossed the divorce papers at his face. I couldn't help but recall the day I had first met him. I told him he'd regret it. Some kids wish for the latest consoles. Some kids want expensive shoes. I've only ever really wished for one thing. Every night, I climb up to the roof and wait for a shooting star. I make a wish that I could have a family. Hi. I'm Pete, and I'm an orphan. I know my wish is an impossible one, because not even a genie could bring my parents back, so I doubt Santa can. Life as an orphan was tough. I lived with my aunt for as long as I can remember, and she only took me in because she was my only family. She doesn't particularly like me. All she ever does is make me do the household chores and serve her boyfriend as if I was the butler. I got made fun of at school. Nobody wanted to hang out and make friends with me. Kids teased me for being an orphan. There was a group of three boys who particularly relished in pushing me around. Hey, look! It's Orphan Boy! What you got for lunch, Orphan Boy? <laughs> Probably nothing. He's got no mom to cook for him! 
<laughs> nice one, Max. He's so weird. Even his parents couldn't stand being around too long. <laughs> Those boys would torment me daily. I never felt safe. I never had peace. Most of the time, they just yell insults at me. But sometimes, when they're really bored, they drag me outside and throw balls at me until they got tired. Sometimes, they gather the other kids and they'd make me fight as if we were in a boxing ring. I never want to. But somehow, they can just push the right buttons, and I would eventually throw a punch. As soon as I do, I was in trouble. Because even our teachers had it out for me. I had never started a fight. And yet, every time a teacher found out what we'd been up to, I'd be the one to take the blame. He's a problem child. Must be because he has no parents. He's always causing trouble. Honestly, orphans should have school just for them. Makes the other children uncomfortable being around kids like that. He'll no doubt become a criminal when he grows up. I decided... I was done with trying to reason with my tormentors. I decided to fight back. But I fought back with kindness. When they insulted me, I'd say, Have a nice day! When they dragged me outside to hit me, I would smile at them and say, Thank you! And when they got me into trouble, and I had to go into detention, I would tell them that I look forward to seeing them again tomorrow. At first, it made things worse. They kept trying and trying to break me. But as time went on, I broke them. Fight back! Fight back, you stupid orphan! Meh. I'm bored now. He's no fun anymore. <sighs> me too. He's lame. It was during one of those times when the guys tried to get a rise out of me, and I refused that I met Holly. Can't you just leave him alone? All you guys do is pick on people who don't fight back. Why don't you try someone who will? Holly faced the guys off, her fists held high and ready to fight. But Max, Dalton, and Fred didn't plan on fighting a girl. Because if they did, they'd be in a world of trouble. Holly was always by my side from that point on. She rescued me. She even got in a shouting match with a teacher that was picking on me. That got her suspended. I thought I'd be with her forever. I was certain that I'd propose to her on graduation day. But before we could even celebrate our first anniversary, I had to leave. I was adopted. More like bought. Some mysterious family offered to take me off of Aunt Cassie's hands, and she agreed. She only told me the day that the guy was going to pick me up. I never got to say goodbye to Holly. My new parents were an older couple. They'd tried for many, many years to have a baby, but they were never blessed. They grew old, and they thought they'd never try again. It was only pure luck that the wife overheard my aunt complaining about having to raise someone else's kid. My new life is nothing like the old one. In that house, I was loved. I felt it. I was loved very much. They gave me everything I could ever need. I was given freedom to spend as much or as little as I wanted. 
I got my own humongous room. And they gifted me an entire room full of toys. Mom's name is Tara, and Dad's called Andre. We all live in a mansion. I started going to a really fancy boarding school. They got me a really pretty tutor to help me catch up with my grades, too. Unfortunately, the tutor was so distracting with her beauty that my grades barely improved. I got to make new friends who didn't judge me for being adopted. We would have parties and camping trips. It was on one of those trips that my world turned upside down once more. As my boys and I were driving down the boulevard of a popular beach town, I saw her, her hair as familiar as it was many years ago. Uh, uh, Holly! She looked back, and for a second, she didn't recognize me. And then, she came running towards me, leaping into the air. I caught her and she embraced me tight, kissed. I, I can't believe it! It's really you! Laughed. <laughs> yeah! And... It's really you! It was a glorious two and a half weeks. I was living an amazing life. And now, the only piece missing, my girlfriend, was back. C couldn't have asked for more. But all things come to an end. And, and eventually, I was going to find out the truth anyway. Because as much as Holly would make it seem like we totally just bumped into each other, she actually followed my movement for months. She had someone spy on me so she'd know exactly where I was. Exactly two weeks and three days from reconnecting with her, things began to take a turn. One morning, I woke up to Holly screaming. She, she was on the phone. Help! Help! Please! It's on my bed! Please, hurry! Send as many people as you can! Blinked my eyes open and looked at her curiously. What's happening, babe? Are you okay? Why are you screaming? Holly put the phone down and looked at me with annoyance in her face. You are so dumb. You better go run before the cops catch you here. And only a few minutes later, the door to my apartment burst open. Freeze! Police! didn't know why, but I froze involuntarily. But as soon as I did, the policewoman's gaze fell on me. Ma'am, get behind me. Are you alright? Are you safe? Help me, officer. Wait, why are you alone? Don't you have backup? Miss, just behind me and I'll make sure this guy gets out of your apartment. D your apartment? Cops reached for her handcuffs. S Sir? You would please calmly come with me down to the station. But what? Why? I reached for my phone, but the officer thought I was pulling a weapon out, and so she tackled me to the ground. We rolled around for a bit. I was extremely confused why that was happening, but then she won, and I was carted off to the station without knowing what I did wrong. She must have put me out like a light. When I woke up, I was already in a cell. And the cop who took me into custody was looking down on me. There was a light shining down, and she looked like an angel with a halo. Am I in the afterlife? Cop laughed. You're in the Will County's PD's jail cells. So it's a little worse than that. She was funny. 
and as I looked up again, I noticed how beautiful she was. Anyway, as soon as I got there, I realized one thing. Holly had told the authorities that I was a stalker of hers, and that my apartment was hers. She told them I had been following her for days, and that just last night I sneaked into her apartment. I didn't know yet why she did that, but I had my suspicions. I explained my side to Trish, and somehow she heard me out. It'll be really easy to find out who's telling the truth. Just please look up the title deed at the registrar's office. See who really owns that apartment. And Trish did. When she came back, she had no words. She just looked down and let me go. I'm really, really sorry. Let me at least escort you home. I let her. Of course I did. I would have given anything just to spend a bit more time with her. When we got to my apartment, I was less than surprised that there was nothing left there. Holly stripped it bare. It turned out, Holly just wanted me out of there so she could get away with stealing everything in my house. She must have heard somewhere that I was loaded now, and she wanted a piece of it. What a stupid girl, I remember thinking. If she stayed with me... She could have taken me for my money's worth over the years. Instead, she resorted to straight-up simple theft. Well, that was good for me, because at least now I know that I will never let Holly sink her teeth into me ever again. Trish apologized again, but this time, she had an idea. I feel really guilty for locking you up. I can only apologize to you by putting this right. I promise I will hunt her down and I will return everything she took from you. Holly was not at all hard to track down. She was trying to sell my stuff on Facebook Marketplace, with her actual account. So, we burst into the doors of her trailer that she had parked outside a shopping center, and there, strewn across the floor, were all the valuables she stole from me. Luckily, she hadn't yet convinced anyone to buy any of them. Why'd you steal from me, Holly? Holly was mad. Because you left me all alone. Here you are living this fancy life, while for years I didn't know what happened to you. You owe me at least this much money for the suffering I went through. That was when I took out a small camera I was wearing. Gotcha! What? Actually, we had no warrant to search your trailer. But now that you've confessed to stealing all this on camera... Trish here can arrest you now. Trish cuffed Holly. She smiled at me. Now, I've returned everything she stole from you. I smiled back. Not all of it. What about my heart? It was a really cheesy line, but it worked. Because while she was cuffing Holly, Trish leaned into me and kissed me. How about now? Holly writhed in disgust. Or envy. Or probably both. Because the very same cop she used to frame me so she could steal from me was now the very same cop who was crushing on me. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.